0: Uh, I met briefly with the uh, praise team before uh, before service, and uh, thank you guys. You were you were more support to me than you know. Um, uh, Forty five minutes ago, I was sitting in the parking lot of Mac- the parking lot of McDonald's, realizing I've I've got I got to figure out what I'm going to say this morning. And uh, so I, I wrote some things down, uh, but I'm telling you, this is uh, uh, this. I've I've pastored for a while. This is a new experience for me today. Um, I, I know this is this is stupid, and I'm going to say it anyway. If anybody could, if there's a, like a little hand towel or something that somebody could find downstairs, or uh, cloth, or uh, some, does that make any kind of sense? I don't know. Uh, I'm just, I'm, good chance I'm going to need that as we go along. Sorry. I But I just thought that might be a, might be something that would be good today. So I'm going to um, talk with you just a minute about when I said that we've had some, uh, for me, there have been some pretty unique gatherings in, in this place right here and I'm going to, I'm going to share two of them. One of of them is 20 years ago, and um, good good to see you back there. Um, I I, I think um, at that time I was still pastor of First Church of the Nazarene on Packard Road. I'm not exactly sure about that. There was a Friday night gathering right here. I I don't know that anybody—well, a lot of you weren't 20 years ago, that's for sure— but uh, the name uh, Su- Sunok Lee, Lee Sunok, does that, does that, I'm not seeing any eyes get big. This was, uh, this was something of a change of life direction for me. Uh, Sunok Lee uh, grew up in North Korea, and uh, the story is, was a, a rising star in the Communist Party. And somebody turned her in for something, and she spent a number of years in prison in north korea uh, escaped i f- I forget that that part of the story, but then got out of uh, got out of North Korea and made it to the united states and uh, twenty years ago, on a friday night she she spoke right here now for a, a for a white dude that grew up in western Kansas, I I was not prepared for that night. And, you know, the uh, so I had contact with Hope Church, and I think they made me— we were building sharing with them at that time. They made me aware of it. I, I think that's how I find, found my way over here, was just through my contacts through Hope Church. But um, the this, this story—you know, I hope those guys don't get lost looking for a little— help. Cool. That'll 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 fly. Um, Her her story of of uh, thank you very much. Appreciate Dave. Her story of life not just in North Korea but in a in a prison of North Korea. um, I mean, what do you say? I mean, shook shook me to my core. So, So I and I you know. I've, I've heard some of those scuttle, but every uh, refugee from North Korea that I've heard speak, there's always been an associated story that, oh, we don't know if the story is true, and, you know, whatever. I, okay, I don't, I, I just go by what I hear. That story so impacted me when she spoke that night as I was, as I left that night and was walking across the parking lot to my car i remember thinking to myself my this is one of those few occasions when i know my life is not going to be the same because of what she shared it just it, it that's that's just how it impacted me and uh, so, but anyway, in the ensuing years, worked with some. Uh, there was a school for North Korea in Ann Arbor. Um, that, that was the route by which I came into contact with Bin Tore, who actually has has spoken here in in the past. A fairly well known uh, group place in Korea, Jesus Abbey. Don't know the Korean term, but Jesus Abbey and. A Fourth River Project, uh, a couple of generations of his family who have uh, who are in process of preparing, really peoples from around the world, but in particular Koreans, for the opening of North for the opening of North Korea. Wh- whenever that might whenever that might be. Uh, so a few years back, he asked me to. To serve on the board of of that organization, that ministry, and so I continue in in regular contact with him but but that anyway i just I just say that by way of saying that uh, that was one of those really pivotal encounters that I had right here, and the impact that it had <laughs> oh. Um, so just by way of background, you need to know that uh, my hero in life was my dad. Uh, I, you know, from a child's eyes, he was successful in everything he did, and he was, you know, he was a pretty successful businessman and all those sorts of things. But uh, never in my never in my life did I see my dad weep. That just that way. <laughs> World War II veteran, you know, although you just you didn't. I mean, that's. That you didn't do that, you didn't. And he went through some very difficult experiences in life, but never, never did I see him cry. And I am right. <laughs> I am right there today. Uh, this is uh, this is a new. This is a pretty new experience for me today. So two encounters with uh, with this church that I share with you today. One was 20 years ago, and the other is. Uh, it was a little more recent, not, to, not 20 months ago or 20 weeks ago or even 20 days ago, but about 20 hours ago. And I wasn't even here. Uh, my understanding is that uh, Evan Park, isn't Evan Park who spoke, is it, I'm sorry, is it Pastor Evan Park? I want to say it right. Anyway, Evan Park is not here today, is that right? that's his name who spoke last week okay i'll get i'll get that much right i better get back to my notes here uh so this weekend as i was uh, just trying to make sure i was up on the information what time we met and and uh what time i was supposed to be here and that sort of thing i went online for living grace ministry <laughs> and uh I clicked on to his, they have, a, if you've never been there, they have this little button you click on for here's the latest sermon. And uh, the latest sermon was Evan Park. And, th- and this is the truth. When I, saw, when I saw the title of his message, I just started laughing. I started laughing when I saw the title of his message. And I said, now this was Friday night. And I said to myself, that's my message. That message is for me. So Friday night, I couldn't listen to it. I know that's more than 20, but I just, I thought, I just, I just had to laugh. And I thought "That, that message is for me. Now, here's a. This is not a trick question. Now, you can't cheat. Uh, Just don't, don't get excited. Don't get excited. But you can't look this up. Does anybody here that was here last week, does anybody remember the title of Evan's sermon? Does anybody? It's not a trick question. I'm not trying to put you on. It's just, I'm just kind of having fun. Does anybody? Dave, you looked it up, so you can't say. Somebody's looked, somebody's cheating back there, I can tell. Any, look, I, I'm with you. Does anybody remember the title of his message? That's cool. I mean, that's that's not a problem. I mean, that's just, that's look, uh, as pastor, I've had people ask me, so what did you preach last week? And I can't remember sometimes. I just, I mean, you know, after a while. So his I'm going to look at it and make sure I get it right. Wait and wait longer. Four words. Wait and dot, dot, dot. Wait longer. Isn't that just a gripping title? I mean, doesn't that just make you think, wow, wow. That that is a message I want to Wow, that is sensational. Not exactly. Um. As as I and I accept as ridiculous, and this is why I am. Uh emotionally, and spiritually, where I am today, as ridiculous as this sounds. As I listened to that message yesterday, I I felt, not. I'm not talking, thinking with my brain, thinking with my intellect, academic, those kinds of things. I'm talking about down here. So just please, well, whatever. I thought, I've waited my entire life for this message. I think maybe once a decade, something like that, I hear a message or a presentation or a lecture or whatever it is that just um, grips me like I can't explain. And that's what Evans message is, is doing right now. I can't, I can't explain. I'm you know, if if I understood it, I could do a better job of explaining it. But but I'm not there. I'll give you a little bit of background. Um help me to <laughs> talk with five minutes with the praise team just to put a couple of things in perspective and try to create some sense of order in my own brain. Um, it, it's not the easiest thing f- for me to be at this place in, uh, in front of a group, um, supposedly directing the service when I don't know exactly where it's going to go. But uh, in my little time at McDonald's parking lot, I thought, well, this is, uh, whatever else I don't understand, this is not an accident. And that uh, I really don't believe God was surprised when the sermon that Evan preached affected me. I don't think God said, wow, I didn't see that coming. I didn't think Humphreys would be affected that way. I don't believe that. And so the reason I say that is that um, w- whatever it is that I'm trying to sort through today, that, um, you know, God knows where all of us, God knows where all of us are. And so as I do my best to share this with you today, I'm just going to trust the Holy Spirit to do his work in each of our hearts. So, uh, I'm going to share with you a little bit why Psalm 63, a few weeks ago when I spoke with Pastor Steve, um, why I thought I would try to go with that, these these, these past months have been uh, particularly difficult for me. Uh, which is okay, you know you get to be my age, you have great times, you have difficult times, you have high times, you have low times you know it's it's uh, it's not like it hasn't happened before or that it won't won't happen again that's okay. this one's stretched on for a while, and uh you know it uh it gets it gets wearisome after a while this time it uh and uh, you know I, I hope that over the decades that i've Gathered enough cool tools to know how to react and how to proceed, and you know how to how to make the best of times and, and all of that. But uh, if you're not offended by my language, I felt like I was starting to run out of tricks. Felt like the the bag that I could reach into to when one thing wasn't working, you know, try something else. That bag was was starting to get pretty empty, and I um, I find, found myself at that place where, uh, you know, I'd <laughs> I'd kind of run out of rope, and uh, so I just uh, you know as a father and as a husband and as a Christian and as a community member and all those things I just uh, i I came to the Lord and I had a conversation I'm not sure that I recommend that you do it this way but but I did and i I just I said to God you got to talk to me I don't know if that's a good way to address our heavenly father but I just I just said you got to talk to me I've been pretty patient through this whole and I'm not turning back on you and I'm not giving up on all that but really you you got to you got to talk to me. So I was not uh, looking for audible voice and stuff I would have been open to that but um you know people have told me down through the years that there are 66 books in the Bible and that uh, and that 65 of them are written uh, God speaking to us. We believe that, Judeo Christian tradition, that uh, the Bible is God's word to us. And that 65 of those books, God's word to us, God speaking to us. Well, that leaves one. And one of those books in particular is written so that, as a guide and as an example, as a model, of how we are to speak to God. And you've already figured out that's the book of Psalms. So here's what I did. Never with the anticipation that I would stand before a group and talk to them about this. I... Got in my car and took my Bible and drove out to a place and parked the car and and uh, I opened to yes the Book of Psalms and I started to read and I read it as possibly I've never read it before, savoring every syllable, every comma, every. I wasn't reading this is not speed reading Saying, Lord, you you gotta speak to me. And this is this is the last best way that I know for you to show me how to speak to you and for you to speak to me. And so just Psalm by psalm by psalm by psalm i i read through line by line by listening to every word i don't know maybe i made it through 10 or 15 psalms a day with the other things that were going on and it was it it was a uh it it was a rich experience but it still wasn't a, I, I i I was waiting for that think of it what you what you will. I was waiting for that word to know, Tom, this is my word to you, so that happened very non sensationally when I got to the sixty third psalm. I want to just read through a little bit of that with you. Uh, and and talk a little bit about it. It wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't this great revelation. It wasn't this, uh, I didn't hear music, anything like that. But I knew in my heart, okay, okay, I'm not doing this alone. I'm not by myself. I'm, I'm right where he wants me to be. Here's, a, here's the first non-remarkable verse from Psalm 63. O oh God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek for you. My soul thirsts for you. My body longs for you. In a dry and weary land where there is no water. I'm just going to read that uh, that first verse. Maybe that's all I'll read. Now, I'm going to read it again. Oh God, you are my God. Earnestly, I seek for you. My soul thirsts for you. My body longs for you. In a dry and weary land... Where there is no water. Now, can you hear? Can you just sense all the great promises of God? Now, I'm I'm using irony here, okay? Can you just sense all the great promises of God in that verse? All the rich promises and hope that He that He extends to us there. <sighs> I don't think so. What it does say is, God, in this arid land that I am walking through, in this desert, in this dry and dusty land, and I quote, where there is no water, You are my God. And earnestly I seek for you. I was okay. That was that was I just I I needed to know that God's word could still speak to me. You know, not great hope, not great promise. Uh you know, held in the, held in these words but uh that's, that was exactly, exactly what I needed. In this, uh, <laughs> in this uh, dry land that I've been passing through, uh, I've had to make some decisions that I, I just never hoped I would have to make. Uh, just, uh, just where I found myself. Uh, yesterday, when I clicked on the button and uh, Evan began to speak, uh, I found myself uh, chuckling and crying uh, alternatively as he went through it. I took a uh, Bank of America envelope. And uh, I thought I would just write down a a couple of notes, but it just, you know, it it kept going. I finally had to, um, anyway, I I filled it up, just some of what he said. Um, It was, it was exactly, it was exactly, exactly what I needed to hear. Um, you know, every so often, I you know, I'll hear a message or read something or something. And I'll feel like you know it connects with me about you know about eighty percent or so, and I'm so grateful for those times. Rarely, I mean, rarely I'll encounter something where in my spiritual walk, like ninety percent, it. Just connects with me and speaks to me, and what can I say? It was a hundred percent. I just, I, 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 I couldn't believe it as I listened to his message. And this gripping title of this message, wait. And wait longer. So, um, you know, I want to say somebody needs to help me be in contact with uh, with Evan. I think that would be a I think that would be a, a good thing. Could we take some time to just pray together today? Uh, I think probably in every crowd there are those of us that uh, you know, find ourselves in the wilderness, in the desert, going through that place where uh, there's no water, as the Bible says. And yet uh, the, the good news is that God can work in those wilderness times like, uh, like no place else. I, I, sorry, I can't explain that, but but that's but that's the truth. That he hasn't forgotten us. He hasn't turned his back on us. He hasn't cast us off. Uh, I was with a group Friday morning. We were, were working through the book of uh, the book of James, and those remarkable words. In James chapter 4, which which you're familiar with, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. What, What a promise. What a promise. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. In this place of worship, I'd like for us just to um, uh, perhaps just take a few minutes and to quiet our hearts and to open our lives uh, and to draw near to God. And in His wisdom and in His grace and in His power to give him opportunity to draw near to us as well. So would you just join with me as we take, as we take uh, some time here to do that very thing? Would you join with me in drawing near to God so that he can draw near to us? As we pray together I wonder if we could uh, just take a uh, a few minutes and perhaps in, in small groups and I, I'm not sure what that means but but small groups and just pray together you know you may be you may be fine today things working along well. Uh, you know, I really, I really appreciate this church. I really appreciate this church. I think you know each other, and you know the concerns that you carry, and sometimes the burdens. But so when Jesus says, "Where two or three are gathered in My name, there am I in their midst," it is a it is a, a very good thing to pray individually. It is. It's a good thing to pray in small groups as well, and in in some way Jesus manifests Himself when we pray together. So I, I would just ask that we do that. Could we just uh, pray together in groups of two or three or four or whatever? Um, could we do that? Could you just could you just divide yourself up into into small groups and take a little bit of time to pray together this morning? Thank you. Thank you for uh, praying along with me. Can we how about if we uh, pray together the Lord's Prayer today? Can we do that? and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. No, I really mean that. <laughs> it's uh, good to be back with you. I, I don't know um, when that opportunity will present itself again. You know, I want to say this. God is working through your church. I mean it. It may very well be in ways that you don't know. It may even be to old white guys who live in Ypsilanti, something crazy like that. God is working in your church. Thank you for allowing me to be here today. Would you, sincerely, would you pray for me in these days ahead as I continue sorting out this new work that God's doing in my life? This is a pretty humbling position for me to be in. That's okay. That's okay. If God wants to humble me, I'm, I'm, I'm good for that. I'm good for that. But I would appreciate your prayers as I just try to be open to him and responsive to whatever it is that he's trying to do. Thanks a bunch.